Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. We did it, we did it together, and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever. Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is possible for you, or, or even what's not possible, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter and doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back like, what in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not touch that putter. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program. Absolute delight to have your company on this Monday. What a conclusion that we saw to golf last night at the Century Tournament of Champions. It ends up going into the playoff as it was. I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it. I know there was a lot going on in other areas, including in the football games, which were, by all accounts, incredible as well. I actually didn't get a chance to see them because I was traveling the whole time as, as we were getting down to here, where we are today. You probably can hear some of the sound in the background because we're live from the Streamsong Resort. Now, you guys, don't worry. You haven't missed the Wicked Epic Kegabash 4. That's next month. The reason why I'm here today is because this is the site for the PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit. So formally, in just a few short weeks down the road, all of you guys are going to be introduced to all the new equipment that will define the game for 2020. But what's happening here this week is that we're all getting trained on the new equipment in advance of that. So in the coming days, I'm going to see all the stuff that's going to end up defining 2020 and sharing this excitement with all of you. That's what I'm super excited about here. But I was super excited about what took place last night as well at the Century Tournament of Champions. Ultimately, it was Justin Thomas. He defeated Patrick Reed with a birdie in the third playoff hole in that par 5 18th to win the Century Tournament of Champions for a second time. Xander Shoffley was eliminated on the first extra hole as he was unable to match uh, Thomas and Reed's birdies. Both Thomas and Reed parred the second playoff hole. So now playoff records for the three players. Justin Thomas is 3-1. Patrick Reed is 2-2. Two two. Xander Shoffley is 1-2. Thomas picks up. Get this. Think about this for a second. This is the 12th win for Justin Thomas. That means that he joins Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus as the only players to accumulate 12 or more wins before the age of 27 over the course of the last six decades. So for the last 60 years, that's the company, that's the table that he's sitting at. Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus. Let that sink in for a second. There's another important point here. Yes, I know his buddy Jordan Spieth has more major championships. Yeah. However, Justin Thomas just eclipsed him in terms of total wins. So however and wherever you put that weight, that's, that's your call. I just thought it was very interesting in terms of the reality of what is. 
Justin Thomas right now has more PGA Tour wins by any other player currently on the PGA Tour under 30 years of old, of age. He joined Stuart Appleby, who did it three times. Jeff Ogilvie, who did it twice. Dustin Johnson, who did it twice as multiple winners now of the Century Tournament of Champions since the event moved to the plantation course at Kapalua. That was back in 1999. Defending champion Xander Shoffley becomes the first player since Tiger Woods in 2000 to finish runner-up twice in a season as a defending champion. Seven-time PGA Tour winner Patrick Reed collects his sixth runner-up finish, second at Kapalua. The playoff consisted of three past champions at the Century Tournament of Champions, as you know. And then, as you may also be aware of the fact that due to heavy rains, preferred lies were utilized for the final three rounds. What an event. You know, you got a limited field, no cut, and yet all of this drama takes place. With, if, you, if you had to pick three players saying, I hope it's these three guys going into a playoff, it very well could have been the three that were picked. Justin Thomas, because he's Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley, the defending champion, we know what he's capable of. And then Patrick Reed, because he's Patrick Reed, good, bad, or indifferent, regardless of what you think about Patrick Reed, how cool is it? They all get into a playoff. I think, I think if, if we wanted to be completely, like, over the top, we would have said, yeah, it would have been nice to have DJ there, too. Okay. Incredible. So, with that, what you're about to hear, you guys know that we have... We have deals with the PGA Tour and the European Tour and the LPGA that, that we can use these full press conferences. And it is an objective of ours, and we're very proud of it, that we bring you press conferences that are complete. It's not broken up by any commercial agenda. It's not, it's not broken up by any other philosophy other than just let you guys hear what the players had to say. So in the wake of victory, in all the excitement that surrounds the same, here was Justin Thomas addressing the media after he won the Century Tournament of Champions event number one of calendar year 2020. I don't really know, to be honest. I'm, like, uh, my adrenaline's kind of wearing off, so I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm not. I don't know what happened. Um, but all I know is I played. I mean, really, 16. I feel like I didn't play that poorly. I hit a great drive. It just the wind got it, took it a little farther, and. 70-yard bunker shot, it's not exactly easy, but I played 16 holes about as good as I, I feel like I could have played them uh, in those conditions, and I felt like I had total control of the tournament. Um, I was doing everything well, and then uh, just kind of got between clubs on 17, made a great putt there for par, and then 18, it just was a, a terrible drive that left me on a steep, steep downslope and um, hit the wrong club, but we got lucky to where we had a chance and, and even more lucky that we were given more chances and fortunate to get it done. But that will open up to questions. In the playoff? Yeah, I had a 113 hole, and um, it, we just, it, it was kind of a, I mean, that pin's so weird because you can do so many different things. And that's kind of what I said to Jimmy. The wind was kind of quartering down and off the right, so I either needed to hit something high and cutting that flew the slope to have some spin, or I need to hit something kind of driving with a little bit more right to left on it to land up on that top shelf and roll down and I just felt like um well it's actually funny the first thing Jim Jimmy said was what's the well, what do you think's the safest and I was like we're 113 yards I need to make birdie I'm not too worried about what the safest play is like we need to make four so I just for me I felt like my best chance was going to be to kind of hit a cut sand wedge and that's we're trying to fly at about eight short um so 
that was playing, I felt like, about 95. So I just tried to hit 95, cut sand wedge, and and uh, looked like it was pretty close to going in. Loft, loft on it was what? Uh, sand with 57 degrees, yeah. Ben? Mate, they, they say that you can learn more from a loss than a win, but I feel like this might be a win that you'll take a lot away from. I know it's early, but can you mm -hmm. sort of speak to that maybe? Yeah, you, you can take anything from – you should take something from every round. But, um, I, yeah, it just was such a bizarre way for it to finish. I mean, uh, something about this place, I, I seem to have the, the tournament pretty well under control, and then um, I hit it in a hazard. Uh, you know, it was on 15 and, and 17 I did it. Uh, but as long as it ends up the way it did, then I'm fine with it. But, um, yeah, it was – I feel like I'll be able to once early next week or after next week, I'll be able to kind of sit back and um, maybe think of some stuff we could have done differently. As a huge positive, um, 12 wins now, the most for anyone who's currently in their 20s on tour, and I think you just took over just at Jordan's spot there. Um, you know, talk about the accomplishment of having so many wins. Yeah, I mean, personally, it's, it's not an accomplishment getting to 12. I mean, it's, a, it's an accomplishment winning today, but... Um, you know, I'll, I'll have fun with my family and celebrate it tonight, and next week we'll try to get 13. Shed? Curious about the pitch shot to the right of the green on the first play yeah. hole, I guess it was, where that of the three guys, you looked like you were least likely I def to. Yeah, I was definitely in the worst position. I was praying that that ball stayed in the fairway so I could get my hands on it, and uh, I, I didn't have a very good number on the second shot. I It was – three wood if I, I i just pured that three wood if i hit it like that it had no chance um and i couldn't get a five wood there so i tried to kind of cut a three wood which is hard to do you know downhill ball above your feet and uh, i just i hit it on the screw so when it went over it just I, I we went back there and i saw where it was and i was like you know jimmy what do you like here what are you thinking um and we kind of both agreed that we felt like a sand wedge was going to be best uh because less bounce and it wasn't going to dig as much and it was very grainy and wet so i had the wind to my advantage to where i just if I, as long as i hit it hard enough and up to the left the wind was going to take it down and man when it was rolling i was i thought i had a really good chance to go in um yeah. but it's i mean it was a, it was one of the better shots and definitely the best chip i had this week uh one more thing earlier in the week um you know we sat here and you talked about yeah i definitely should have won more i'm just a little disappointed and so here you are winning more. So I, I guess I'm trying to just gauge how that feels in light of what you said earlier in the week. And yeah, I mean, right now it's it's um, I don't know. It, it's been a pretty pretty bizarre last two hours. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of like Ben said earlier, asking about you know the winning and, and losing. I, I feel like I'll be able to really take a lot from this once I figure out what it was or whatever it might be but um yeah i mean it winning yeah. exactly yeah it's not it's always nice no matter how it's done you can quote yeah Doug? two two things on 18 and and uh, in regulation a nice moment to reflect on on the uh on the second shot you had did you hit a bad shot or was it a bad line uh it was a really bad lie it was the wrong club i should hit a five wood um it just i had no chance to get it to the green the the only good thing about a three wood was that it was going to cover more if I slightly pulled it, not hit it as far left as I did. But I mean, as steep as the thing is, is the farther down you get it, the flatter it is. So 
I hit that drive so bad and so far off the toe that I didn't get it far enough down to be flat. And um, it just it was, I mean, with a one-shot lead, that was so stupid. I mean, I, I would have been better off hitting a, a six iron than a three wood. It just it doesn't make sense. So, you know, I, I'll, if I just would have made four there, I would have won the tournament in regulation. Obviously, if I made five, I would have. But standing there, I'm like, hey, we make four. Staying on 18T, I'm like, we make four. We're probably going to win this thing. And, uh, boy, I botched it up pretty badly. The, uh, and I know some things take a while to digest, but as you're, after you miss the eight-footer and you're off to the green with head bowed and hat off, are you already digesting the, the, the pain of throwing one away? For sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird because, um, I mean, Xander had to go through the same thing I did with the wind on that putt. I mean, it, it's, it's not a hard putt. It really is probably the, easiest, the two easiest putts that you could get to that pin. Um, I mean, Xander's was probably straight you know maybe left edge and mine was right edge something like that but because of that wind you know the wind kind of picked up on mine and it went low and the wind stopped on his and that's why his broke so it's the same with patrick's putt on on the last playoff hole i mean there's no wind there that thing goes in the dead center um it's just i don't know i, I really don't know how i won today i got very fortunate rob after what happened on the last on in regulation where you had all worried about your second shot on the final playoff hole? I wasn't worried. Uh, I don't like that second shot. It's not a, I've, I, I fat it once a year. I fatted it like twice this year. Um, something about it, it's just, I don't, I like working the ball left to right and you need to work that thing right to left. And for me, when I, if I try to draw it, um, my miss is gonna be a little bit behind it. And then when you got a huge slope behind you, it, it's really behind it. Um, I mean, I had a perfect five wood number and a perfect lie, I thought, um, in the last playoff hole, and I fatted a five wood again. It's just I don't I don't know what it is about that hole, but um, apparently I need more than a one shot lead. I know that. Along those same lines, have you ever played the same hole four times in a row in a tournament mm -mm. to to that you ended up winning, or even ever in that situation? No, definitely not. Um, I know. It was the worst hole we could have possibly played to try to beat daylight. Um, you know, we picked a 680-yard par five with wind blowing 30. I think a you know a 200-yard hole we could have maybe got in five or six times. But um, I was saying that to Jimmy. We were walking down that last playoff hole. I'm like, man, this is a pretty pretty bad hole to play when you're trying to beat daylight. <laughs> in the back, Ren. Uh, you won this tournament back in 2017, arguably your best year. You won your PGA that year. How do you feel? after winning this tournament this year compared to after winning it in 2017? I don't know. I mean, it, they're very different. It's, I was at a little different stage in my career then. Um, I mean, but not that w one win was better than the other or felt better. I mean, they're both tremendous accomplishments and, um, and, and huge for me. But and that, that was a long time ago, and um, they were both done differently. You know, this one was a lot more stress and a lot more hard fought. And um, so I'm probably a little bit more tired, a little bit more exhausted after this one. But uh, they both ended with the, the correct result, which is nice. Ben? But true to form, mate, should we expect a 59 on Thursday? I hope so. <laughs> Tell me where to sign. I'll take it right now. Are you expecting to, I guess, I know you have to digest, like you said, but you hopefully will push this, you know, through Yeah, um, bigger and bigger. Yeah, I'm not, I haven't thought about, you know, anything next week yet. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to stay tonight because I missed my flight and I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, 
hopefully I'll be able to find a room around here and uh, we'll get there tomorrow. And then once tomorrow gets settled, then we'll worry about the Sony. Shed? This, this may be a little bit repetitious, but what's the emotion? Because you don't seem like, I'm sure you're happy you won, but is there more other emotions like relief and, and so forth that are sort of mixed into that? Yeah, it is. It, it's just a lot. It was really hard today. I mean, you know, if you went out there and played 18 holes in that, like you'd be tired at the end of the day just for how hard it was. And the 40 extra shots. Yeah, and the, I wasn't going to bring that up. Okay. But uh, but trying to win a golf tournament and the grind and then the just the the emotions and how I was winning and then I was barely winning and then I was losing and then I barely got in a play. It just – that takes a lot out of you. So – I probably don't seem as elated as I might be or as I would hope to be, but um, it, it'll just take a little bit. Uh, once I get back to the hotel, hopefully with my uh, with my family, I'll be able to enjoy it a little bit and we'll talk about it. But, um, yeah, I, I, relief is, is definitely a word that comes to mind, but um, still very happy. Doug? You've had a, a, obviously a nice run since uh, since it started in Malaysia, but, but just curious, as much as you won, um, do you think it's it's underrated the fact that you're guaranteed coming back next year? Do you think about stuff like that? Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, I was stressing last year. I only had five or six events left to, right. to try to get in. And, uh, yeah, I, there's no no better. It's the first thing I said to Jimmy on, on 18 after we won. I said, we're coming back. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it. I don't know. I guess everybody feels differently about this event because, you know, some guys don't come, but, you know, families, whatever it might be. But. Man, I love starting the year here. It's a pretty nice feeling. And secondly, I know you're you're in the moment. You still got a big putt left. But as a competitor, is it at all? What's it like when you hear someone scream out "cheater" after Patrick hits? Someone do that? Uh, never mind. Do I retract the question? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear. It. All right. So that was Justin Thomas addressing the media immediately following. His win at the Century Tournament of Champions, incredible. And as you guys know, you can always hear the full press conference. Just go to any of the Fairways of Life platforms, fairwaysoflife.com, or our global network around the world, uh, and you can hear it when it suits you, either as part of the program or as standalone programs for these press conferences. Dom has it so placed. He picked up his 12th win in his 141st start at the age of 26 years, 8 months, and 7 days significantly reiterating he joins Tiger Woods and Jack Nicklaus as the only players to accumulate 12 or more wins before the age of 27 in the last 60 years. He has the most PGA Tour wins of any player currently under the age of 30 years old. Coupled with his CJ Cup at Nine Bridges victory, he now joins Brendan Todd as a multiple winner this season. Now he's won multiple events in a season three times. He did it in 16-17, uh, that was five times. He did it in 17 and 18, three times, and now already in 19 and 20, he has done it twice. He won in his fifth start at the Century Tournament of, of Champions. Remember, he won it in 2017, tied for 22nd in 18, finished third in 19, won it again in 2020. Playoff victories, 2020 Century Tournament of Champions, 2018 Honda Classic, 2017 at the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges. 2015 Century Tournament of Champion winner Patrick Reed. He finished runner-up after a personal best. Get this. One putt percentage of 62.5% this week. Think about that for a second. 
We are live here at the beautiful Streamsong Resort. It's a little bit cool for Florida, but that's a Florida cool when I say that. It's going to rise up into the low 60s today, which will be perfect to check out all of this new equipment. We're here for the PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit. We will see everything that will be the product that will define the year 2020. Cannot wait and cannot wait to share this experience with you. You can share the experience with us of the Streamsong Resort by logging on to streamsongresort.com slash Matt Adams. Streamsongresort.com slash Matt Adams. If you'd like to be a part of our Wicked Epic Kegabash 4, which is coming up next month, we would love to be hanging out with you right here where we are in these three incredible golf courses. If you don't already know this, Streamsong is unlike any other place in the world. It defies explanation until you see it. And then you're going to go, that's Florida? Yep. More live from Stream Song on the Fairways of Life show. Special guest coming up after these words. My new book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Look, we're going into the holiday season. I hope this is the perfect gift for the person in your life that loves the history of the game. History like this, the 1978 Masters. Well, first of all, I'm seven shots behind Tom Watson and... My son says to me, he says, Dad, you're playing so well. If you putt well today, you can shoot 65 and win. But it's not easy to shoot 65 at Augusta. Anyway, I'm out in 34 with a bogey. And I come back in 30. I actually touched the hole three times. But thank goodness I didn't because I would have never been invited back to Augusta. The book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. FootJoy, the number one outbrand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com slash M-E-D-P. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Tick-borne diseases like Lyme disease, which will have more than 7,000 new cases per week this season, and biting bugs like mosquitoes that could be carrying West Nile virus or even Zika, are threats to everyone, but in particular, to golfers stay safe with serious protection from ranger ready repellent i use it because it works it will not stain your clothes it doesn't contain toxic deke 
and it's available in multiple scents, even an option for no scent at all. Whether you like boating, golf, gardening, hunting, whatever you do outdoors, protect yourself with Ranger Ready Repellent. For more information, go to rangerready.com. The U.S. Open, golf's most storied championship, returns to the iconic Winged Foot Golf Club. Next June, see firsthand the remarkable moments, the energy, the excitement of the 120th U.S. Open Championship. Don't miss your chance to be here next year, June 15th through the 21st, 2020. Tickets on sale now at usopen.com forward slash 2020. Welcome back. We're live from the beautiful Streamsong Resort. Streamsongresort.com if you want to check it out and see just how special a place this is. Three incredible golf courses here. The new Gil Hans Black Course. You've got a Tom Doak course. You've got a Core in Crenshaw course. Of course, Core in Crenshaw, much talked about in the weekend and the week that was out at Kapalua. And what a finish and a victory there for Justin Thomas. It was cool to get to hear his full press conference just a few minutes ago. Earlier today, this morning, I had an opportunity to sit down in front of the PGA Tour Superstore Associates here at this PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit and interview a young man, 24 years old, in Jimmy Stanger. And he's on the Corn Ferry Tour, three top tens in the season that was, exempt going into this year, 2020. And just pick the brain of a, of a young kid who's just starting out. Very cool. For me, the experience of sitting up on that stage and, and, and being in front of a couple hundred people from the PJ Tour Superstore is like being in front of a room of champions. And I told him that. It's, it's honestly what I feel about it because I think the game of golf is in a very unique place right now. I think that a few years ago, people were making decisions that were governed by fear, by avoidance. And the PGA Tour Superstore, their chain looked at the situation and said, no, we don't see the fear and the obstacles. We see potential. And now that potential is fully playing itself out, rightfully so. They are expanding. We're going to get into all of that. Dick Sullivan is a PGA Tour Superstore CEO. Great to see you again, my friend. Congrats with everything. Thank you. It's great to be here. This here, Stream Strong Resort, PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit. Why do you do it? Um, it's part of our DNA. Um, you know, our, our heritage is Home Depot. And our owner is Arthur Blank. He owns the Atlanta Falcons, MLS Atlanta United, a big stadium in, in Atlanta. And, you know, whether it was at Home Depot or whether it's at the PGA Tour Superstores, I mean, you have to have knowledgeable associates on the sales floor. Um, I mean, just think about it. In the Home Depot days, if you had a leaky roof or some issue, electrical, whatever, um, you needed someone in an orange apron to really be able to help you and yeah. fix whatever problem it was. Now, I'm not saying our blue shirt associates at PGA Tour Superstores are fixing problems, but they are helping people with their games, and they're helping fulfill dreams, which is sort of like what we did at Home Depot. We either fix problems or fulfill dreams in someone owning a home and fixing up a home and things of that nature. So this is really a, a point of differentiation for us. I mean, it's, it's clear that uh, there's a lot of other retailers out there that seem to fight day in and day out with the, with the Amazons of the world, and, yeah. and, and, and we do as well. We do as well, but... As long as we provide an experience inside of our stores and as long as the customers continue to come because of the knowledge that our associates have, then we will win. And that knowledge that the associates have is in so many different areas. And I think that's important to note, too, because 
here at this training summit, we're not just being trained on what's new in the hard goods area of the game, which is tremendous, but it's in the soft goods, it's in the shoes, it's in the apparel. We just had a breakfast that Nike sponsored down there that and had a Nike athlete that I mentioned that we were able to talk about why their apparel works so well. So it's depth as well with everything else that you guys do. Yeah, it's, it's really unique. Um, I, I, I tell a story, and I, and I think it was Nike, and I thank them for the, for the breakfast this morning. Um, you know, when a, when a customer buys a microfiber golf shirt and comes to the register and the cashier says to, to that customer, you know, the best thing you can do is turn that shirt inside out. When you wash it, it will last longer. Um, it's little things like yeah. that that you don't know and we don't know, but the manufacturers know that. But, yes, it's easy to understand on the, on the hard good side, you know, movable weights and lofts and lies. And, you know, I was interested in here, you know, what his bounce was on his wedges. We were talking about that last yeah, night. Yeah, we could get nerdy in there. Oh, right? we, yeah. and, and, and our guys just eat it up, um, guys and gals. I mean, they love that. And that's what they do here this week. They learn so much. And again, this is before the PGA show, so we're so blessed to have – People like Chip Brewer, the CEO of Callaway, David Abeli is the CEO of TaylorMade, coming here this week to speak in front of And these are hourly associates. These are not the managers that are running our stores. We have separate meetings for them in terms of leadership and so on. These are the people on the floor of our stores that are interfacing with customers. And given technology and given what you can pick up and learn online, you have to be smarter than millions of Google searches on that wedge or right. that iron or whatever. So Amen. It, it's so important that these people actually physically try the product before they're actually selling it to customers. You give people a reason. Now, when you, when you said stores, obviously there's an S at the end of that word. It's plural. Tell the world about how big, how many, thoughts, plans. Yeah, a um, couple interesting stats. I was doing a class, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I was, I was doing some sort of brand analogy. I won't go into it because we don't have time, but I was, I was saying, you know, in terms of great brands out there uh, that provide great service, um, one might be Ritz-Carlton. Um, and you think about what, what they've created with their brand. We actually have more locations. PGA Tour Superstores has more locations than Ritz-Carlton has hotels in the United States now. So we now are a real company. <laughs> I joke with people. Um, we have 41 locations. We just opened up in Sarasota a few months ago. Uh, we opened up six stores this past year. Uh, in 30 days, we'll open another store in East Hanover, New Jersey. Then we open up on uh, PGA Boulevard. I, I think they, they named the street after um, our store in Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, and then we have a third one in Ohio. They'll be opening right around the corner from, from your field. Uh, we're excited about our first store in Ohio. And more to come, uh, many more to come. And, and you're right. Uh, you know, we saw an opportunity back almost 10 years ago, right after the recession of 2000. 2008, 2009, that's when Arthur Blank purchased the company. It will be our anniversary, 10-year anniversary next month. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, when people, I think, smart businessmen like Arthur, when they see opportunities, especially in times of recession, you go on the offense. And we did not live in fear. We went on the offense, and we decided that we were going to grow this company, and we saw the stabilization of golfers. Talk about it all the time, 24, 25 million golfers. Yeah. It's not going down. It's going up, and there's more, as you said earlier, there's more beginners coming in that are, that are younger, that are women, more diverse. And you see the makeup of our stores, uh, whether it's in Palm Springs. We sell more women's apparel in Palm Springs uh, than we sell men's apparel. And the number one brand in wow. Palm Springs, and, and this is a quiz, the number one brand for <laughs> Callaway, Titleist, TaylorMade, you know, and so on and so on in Palm Springs is... Number one brand in Palm Springs in, in women's apparel. No, no, total company. Total, com total hard goods, soft goods. Um, and, and again, 
Taylor May Callaway title. Uh, I'm gonna. You wouldn't ask me to question unless it's something that you wouldn't think that I, I would. I would say Tour Edge. Jamie Sadock. Really? Yes, Jamie Sadock. There's so many women coming into this game and playing this game. It's so exciting, and and in markets like Palm Springs, where men and women play together, places like Denver, where they hike together, men and women ski together, men and women do outdoor activities together. We sell so much women's apparel in our stores. It's really, really great. And all of you, you you had talked about it before, but you talked about all this performance fabric and all the rest. In fact, when this morning when you were up on the stage. You were talking about relative to Nike and how many mock shirts that you guys have sold so far this year. And the number was, was what? 10,000. 10,000. Are you kidding it's me? It's not a good look for me. might be for you, but it's not a good look I for think me. It's, I, love, I love the look. One yeah. of the things that I'm excited about, I just realized I still have the lavalier microphone on from this morning. Your, your production crew is probably going, he, he took off with our mic. Uh, I love the fact that apparel is getting more fun. I know it's getting techy, but right. it's also, there's great fashion, there's great fun, and I mean, ultimately, the foundation of it all, isn't it, is about people having fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing Nike pants today, and they actually make me look thinner, I think, um, but they're, they're all performance-based. The footwear is performance-based. Don't look um, at me to judge that. <laughs> I, I knew you were looking at me. Do you validate that, Maddie? No, I'm not saying work. No, no. You know, I, I, I have to interject for a moment. We have a quarterback uh, on our football team, Matt Ryan, and he has uh, been known as Matty Ice since he was in his days at Boston yeah. College. You know, Matt Adams, you are, you are Matty Ice Adams. Well, you know, it's funny you said that because there's, there's a group that I've, Rich Lerner from Golf Channel has a, has a charity event. He calls it December Classic. And every year, I don't know how he has to set up some backroom deal where the groups of sponsors, the groups that come in can bid on who they want to play with. And somehow I get bid by this same group. And... I go in there and I buy all my stuff at your PJ Tour Superstore up on Turkey Lake in Orlando. Thank you. Right? And so I, have this, I had this uh, new ping putter, uh, uh, Scottsdale, loved it. And I made everything. And so the first year I played with these guys, a few years ago now, they started calling me Matty Ice because of your quarterback. Right? That's funny. And so I did a thing. I can't remember if it was here or at the Honda or wherever it was. It was on the road. And Colbert was showing us how they can stamp the wedges. Right, And mm-hmm. I know these are all services that you guys mm-hmm. provide and the customization of, of all the stuff that, that you can do with equipment nowadays. It's fun. I get a Cobra wedge, <laughs> comes back, somebody tipped him off, it says, Matty Ice, oh, that's in the tool. Oh, that's great. So now I couldn't play it. I had to put it up on a wall. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you are so smooth. I, I, had, a, I had to interject. I'm sorry. I had to interject. No, it was good. Hey, you are, aside from the CEO of the PGA Tour Superstore, he's also chairman of the board of the directors of the National Golf Foundation. Uh, earlier today to your group of champions, we were able to talk about the fact that the game of golf I personally think it's – I'm not trying to lead you, Dick, but I believe that we are in a golden age right now, and I just don't think people realize it yet. From a National Golf Foundation perspective, from, from the lofty post as chairman of the board, what is your perspective as where we are right now? Well, you know, the, the NGF, the National Golf Foundation, is, is certainly well known for the research that's done over the years to sort of track everything from rounds played every year, uh, number of golf courses opening, closing, number of participants – uh, ethnic groups and so on, and it's done a really good job of that. You know, I think, and I'm blessed uh, to be chairman and have uh, CEO Joe Bettitz, who's been there for 35 years now, who just loves the game. But we've recruited a really good group, setting aside myself, 
I mean, Mike McCarley, um, president of the Golf Channel, yeah. it was his first meeting just two weeks ago. Oh, good. And so whether it be Mike in terms of representing the media, and, and as I mentioned, Chip Brewer, David Abelese, and John Solheim, Annika is part of the board, and there's only eight of us. So it's not like those are big names to me. Those are yeah. big names, and we all have one focus, and that is to grow the game. You know, it's hard to get certain of those people in the room together because we're fighting. I'm actually kind of wondering how you do it. With and where do you do it? Where do you get the people of that stature together? We uh, um, various places. Um, we'll meet in Dallas. We'll meet. So you'll in, rotate in Jupiter, it around. We'll so Jupiter okay. and right. So, right. but I think, but I think the point is, is that we take off our hats, our battle hats, or whatever you want to call them, and we focus on what things can we do, and and whether it's working with PGA of America and providing a more welcome experience at the place of golf. Yep. And I think that's, that's really the issue. And so there's programs and programming that we are investing in on the National Golf Foundation, and you're going to see some pilot programs around the United States that uh, really to track and really to help the operators, uh, help the golf course operators. Because sometimes I don't even know where to put my bag at a bag drop or where am I supposed to go inside the clubhouse. And so um, we're going we're gonna to run pilots and show that this can be really successful Really successful. It, there's so many public courses, as we know, 75% of the golf courses are public, yep. and and probably 80% of America doesn't even have a handicap. We focus a lot on, you know, the, the 24 million golfers, but probably 20 million of them don't even have handicaps. So this should be fun. Going back to what you said earlier, this should be fun, but we need to make it more inviting, more welcoming. We've been talking about it for years, um, but you'll see some traction this year. I love that. I, you know, I, I was just, it was funny, because your new CMO, I was talking to Joe this morning about that, because of what we do, because we all work in the game, sometimes I think we get blinded by the reality that not everybody understands what a different loft is on a club or why they may need it. They want to play, they want to be a part of it, and they get a little bit put off, a little bit afraid of what they don't know. And that it's, I think, become upon all of us to make those people feel welcome and to say, it's okay, we'll explain it to you, come on in. Yeah, no, and it's, and it's interesting um, in our stores, we're at the top of the pyramid with the PGA Tour brand. And that has made us, I think, even more successful. You know, obviously all the other ingredients of how we operate a business, sure. you know, have to be right. But the, the brand of PGA gives us sort of the, the good housekeeping seal. Um, and we carry only authentic products. Uh, people know that when I look at surveys, they say PGA Tour Superstores carries the real stuff, the stuff that's on tour, which people want. But in some ways, it can be intimidating, and, and people need to know that we fit more beginners and more women just because the brand. It doesn't mean it's just the avid. Now, we've sold in the last few weeks, I don't know, half a dozen in-home simulators now. People actually have come into our stores and paid $17,000 and now have an in-home simulator just like we have in our stores so that they can practice. Now, that's a real avid golfer, but they also turn them into movie rooms, I mean, sure. which is really amazing. They turn them in, they watch movies in them. But the point is, is that... Uh, it, we have to eliminate sort of the intimidation and the fear. It is an intimidating game and the knowledge of the products. And you walk into these stores and they can become overwhelming. Yeah, and we, can, we all can help with that as well. Uh, Dick Sullivan is the CEO of the PGA Tour Superstore. We're here at the beautiful Stream Song Resort for the PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit. When you, here we are in early 2020. What are you most excited about? Um, well, this week is probably the most exciting week of the year for me. So I get to start off the year in a real positive way to, to be with, uh, I, I call this sort of camp, uh, get to make a lot of friends. And uh, I can't get out to 40 stores as easily as I could get out to when we had 10 stores just a few years ago. Yeah. Um, 
You know, l last year I used terms um, like polar vortex and February, March, um, and the folks in Minnesota here in Chicago, they remember um, how cold it was. And then yeah. it was the wettest May on record. And then it was the hottest July on record. So we're an outdoor sport. And last year we, we did okay. We didn't do as well as we did in 17 and 18. Um, but we'll, we'll still grow our company by over 10% this year. So, I mean, there's not many people growing over by 10%. No. So, um, but, but 17 and 18 were, were off the charts years, off the charts years. But 10% is still phenomenal growth. And this month, I think we're up 20%, which I'm scratching my head why all of a sudden, you know, since Black Friday and Thanksgiving, our business has just been incredible. And so I, I'm excited about the fact that we're going to have a really good year for weather. I can't predict that. But I think the products that are coming out, and I've seen all of them, obviously, in the last few months, uh, and you'll get to see them this week. I can't wait. Um, they're demonstrably better. And, you know, there, there has been a ceiling of $500 for price points for drivers, and yep. it may have sort of slowed down the, the purchase cycle. So the manufacturers have adjusted to that. And I think they've been listening to the consumer, they've been listening to the golfer, and they've been now putting out product that I think we'll see in 2020 that'll be better than what we had in even 17 and 18 or certainly 19. And so I'm, I'm excited about the products. I'm excited about the weather. And I'm excited about all these young guns still playing well on tour. I mean, coming off a year with Tiger, not just winning the Masters, but being the captain of the President's Cup, you think about all the things that we've had in the past year. And again, the growth. There's excitement around golf again. You said it earlier. More kids are playing golf than are playing football, basketball, baseball, soccer combined. It's, it's a higher growth rate than those since 2011. I mean, you talk about, you know, serving, say, a female clientele. Over 30 percent of the new golfers are female. Uh, over 70 percent are under the age of 30, 35. So, I mean, you're CEO. You've got to answer to Arthur. When you see these kind of trends and numbers, and you're chairman of the board of the, of the board of directors of the National Golf Foundation, this is really solid, encouraging stuff to to be in a leadership position such as you are in multiple ways in this golf industry. You say, "This is who we are. This is where we're going." Yeah, and I think it's going to continue to evolve. And you know, there's been introduction of sort of simulation golf. We know how popular that is in Korea. Um, here in the United States, obviously, Top Golf has, has been a great success, and that's really helped put golf clubs in kids' hands that may never put a club in their hand. So for us, you know, we're going to look at other things, uh, more simulation inside of our stores. I mean, we do more clinics inside of our stores. We have leagues inside of our stores. I mean, in Minnesota <laughs> on Thursday nights, I mean, there's people jam-packed playing Pebble <laughs> Beach. Um, but doing more hole-in-one competitions. I mean, you've been in our stores. Yeah. I mean, those are the fun things. So if we can, again, make it more experiential – not saying that Amazon's not a threat, but you can't do that on Amazon. But to be able to come inside of our stores and have fun and That's make awesome. it fun. It is fun, and you guys are doing a tremendous job. And I appreciate you taking a few moments to kind of hang with us as, as we it. annually get a chance to do in this setting, which is, which is awesome. Thanks, too, for letting me be a part of this morning. Maybe I'll really see you outside. Uh, it's going to warm up. I won't call you Maddie Ice if, unless it's under 50 degrees. I well, yeah, it would be appropriate. for. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be nice. Isn't it supposed to get in the low 60s today? Yeah, I think I so. I think so, yeah, the next two days. Compared to some of the years that we've been out here, that's not a problem. This is wonderful. Wasn't wonderful. there one year it didn't get out of the 40s, if I remember? Yes, and I had the hand warmers and the gloves and everything else. So, I remember yeah. Ollie Snyderjan showed up, and he was hitting <laughs> shots. It was freezing. The poor kid, because he took off his jacket in order the hit shots but it's going to be beautiful and the beautiful thing about it folks is that it's going to give us an opportunity to see all the products that will end up being featured at these pga tour superstores these will be the products that will define 
2020. I can assure you of that. Uh, the definition right now is pretty clear. PGA Tour Superstores are continuing to be industry leaders. It is built around the champions, the hundreds of associates that are here that are going through the same training that I am this week and the leadership and the vision of people like Dick Sullivan, who's the CEO of the PGA Tour Superstore. Thanks again, my friend. Great to Thank see you. you. Thanks, Appreciate Matt. It. Folks, we'll be back with more of the Fairways of Life show live from the Streamsong Resort after these words. Hey, my new book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Moments like this. The 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller. He got a letter also on Saturday morning and said, you're going to win the U.S. Open from so some guy in Iowa. And I'd never got a, a letter that that's all it was. It didn't sign it, nothing. It was just from Iowa. You're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that Open. Uh, and, and the round itself was sort of out of nowhere because it just was a, a perfect round of golf. I mean, it literally was a perfect round of golf. The book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Doak, Bill Kaur, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting the new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. If you're a golfer or enjoy activities outside, you are at risk. The risk of Lyme disease and other illnesses are a national threat. Add in insect-borne illnesses like West Nile and Zika. Ranger Ready is insect repellent that's serious protection with premium wearable scents and clean, non-greasy formula. Ranger Ready is the best insect repellent available, period. Safe, 12-hour protection, nothing comes close. Log on to rangerready.com for more information. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com.
Welcome back, folks. Pleasure to have your company. We're live from the Stream Song Resort. We'll be here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Maybe Thursday morning. It depends on what time we finish Wednesday night. Thank you to Dick Sullivan, the CEO of the PJ Tour Superstore, for joining us because we're here because of the PJ Tour Superstore Training Summit when we get a chance to see everything that's new in the industry. So I'll be able to give you a heads up at what I'm looking at this week and getting trained on. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to be back here, too, next month for the Wicked Epic Kegabash 4 at the Streamsong Resort. Hang out with me and Dom. Just log on to streamsongresort.com slash Matt Adams or go to fairwaysoflife.com. You can see it right there. And Dom's going to be sending out another of our digital magazines as he does day in and day out. So you'll get all the information there as well. Earl Forsey and John Rollins anchored the coverage for a PGA Tour radio all week at the absolutely gorgeous plantation course at Kapalua, the they're calling it rejuvenated and all the rest. Well, they redid the greens. They reshaped there. They regrassed the whole golf course. Different golf course than what it was, this plantation course by Corin Crenshaw, one of the architects of one of the courses here at Streamsong as well. So this recap from Earl Forsey and John Rollins. Well, Matt, thanks. We had a lot of overtime in the world of sports this weekend. Of course, we had some at the plantation course at Kapalua as well in Maui. Three holes of sudden death, Century Tournament of Champions, three former champions, three of the big names in golf, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, and Xander Shoffley battled down the wire. Some great golf. John Rollins was alongside. We saw a big round and a big run by Patrick Reed in some tough conditions, almost enough to get it done. Defending champ Xander Shoffley had his chances to win, but again, it's Justin Thomas who wins for a second time now, and... He's number one in FedEx Cup points, getting it done for a second time in his career in Maui. Yeah, great win there from Justin Thomas, and boy, what a what a final round it was. I mean, we, we knew that the conditions were going to be tough, the winds gusting up into the 40-mile-an-hour range, and Patrick Reed, that round that he carved out seven under par, no one ever saw that coming out there on the golf course. Xander Shoffley was struggling early, but then kind of righted the ship and, and battled through it, got some momentum late. Almost pulled it off, but uh, you know you got to tip your cap to to JT of closing the deal, picking up his second win. Yeah, second win this season, second win in Maui. He's number one in FedEx Cup points now. He's won three times in his last six starts, going back to his playoff win a year ago in the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's getting on one of those runs again. Yeah, and he's just a player that he's getting ready to go to a place, uh, the Sony Open next week, uh, where he's won there as well. And uh, you know, Justin Thomas is just—you got to keep your eyes on him right now. I mean, he's won twice already, as we just mentioned, and uh, this is a player that when he gets hot, he can shoot some low numbers in bunches and bunches and can rack up some wins. So. Justin Thomas looks like he's uh, off to another great season. You know, I'll give you credit, too, for those who were listening throughout the weekend. At one point, it was early in the week, you said you were thinking you like Justin Thomas a lot. You thought he was healthy again. He was ready to have another big year. Well, last time he won in Maui, he ended up winning the FedEx Cup title along with it. I guess you're sticking to that. Uh, 100%. I just I like uh, his game. I think his game travels all around, uh, all around the world, for that matter, but especially on the on the U.S. PGA Tour. He can play on any surface at any time, and uh, he's gotten through that wrist injury that he had to go through last year, came out of that, almost had a chance to pull off the FedEx Cup last year, but came up just a bit short there at the Tour Championship. So Justin Thomas is poised for another great season. Yeah, and maybe he can keep things going. Uh, the last time he won in Maui, he went to Honolulu and also won the Sony Open in Hawaii. Only Ernie Els has been able to do that. 
in the same season. And now you're looking for these under-30 champions, and Justin Thomas is one of them. Now with 12 wins, the most of any player currently on the PGA Tour under 30 as far as victories. 12 for Justin Thomas, 11 for Jordan Spieth, 7 for Patrick Reed, and for Brooks Kepka, And another one, even though he stumbled late in regulation, he found a way to get it done. Justin Thomas, a winner again, Matt, for the second time, and we'll keep things going. Just a little island hop to Honolulu for next week in the Sony Open in Hawaii. Yeah, looking forward to that, gents. Thank you very much for that. You can hear PGA Tour Radio on PGATour.com. You can hear it on the PGA Tour app as well, both of those places for free. You also can hear PGA Tour Radio across North America on Sirius XM. I always love when we get a chance to hear these interviews with a winner immediately following. I mean, they're literally, they haven't even signed their card yet. Todd Lewis from Golf Channel caught up with Justin Thomas, and, you know, you say, wild way for this tournament to end, and JT, you're the winner. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, um, I, would, I was supposed to win this week. I mean, I, I got very, very lucky to even have that putt. Um, I mean, with, with Xander, I mean, making that putt on 17, then Xander missing that putt there, and then Patrick missing a couple with a chance to win. Um, I got very fortunate, but I also stuck to my process and tried to stay positive because just try to tell myself there's a reason I'm still here, and uh, we still got a chance to win, and we're fortunate to do that. I saw your head in your hands a couple of times here on this green. Yeah. Can you describe the emotional roller coaster you went through? Yeah, because I truly felt like through 15 holes, it was one of the best rounds I've ever played. I mean, I was in such control. Um, tee to green, I was putting it beautifully. My irons were awesome, uh, and I hit a really good drive on 16. I just went and took it more, and then... Um, and then, I mean, 18 was just a disaster. I mean, I really didn't hit a very many good shots on the hold, but um, it worked out, so I guess I can't complain. Indeed, and now you pick up your 12th PGA Tour win. It's hard to win on this tour, but you are you have more uh, victories now under the age of 30 than any other active player on tour. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot. And, I mean, a decent amount of them, I, was, I got fortunate like I did today. You know, that's what, that's what happens when you win. You know, stuff goes your way. Uh, obviously, you have to play well and, and make some putts and hit some shots. But um, at the end of the day, you need stuff to go your way, and it definitely did today. And uh, it feels great, and I'm glad to be coming back here. <laughs> All right, so that was immediately in the wake of victory for Justin Thomas, a very significant victory at that. All right, so where there is a winner, there is one who did not. Patrick Reed spoke with Kurt Byron. This also is courtesy of Golf Channel. Let's hear from Patrick Reed, who gave it a great run. It's all about winning. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I did what I had to do today. I mean, I went out and had to go shoot a low number, especially with how windy it was today, and give myself an opportunity, and, and I did. And unfortunately, I had a putt to, well, two putts, really, to, uh, to close it, and one of them I got gusted on, and then this last one, uh, you know, with the wind and, and the break, it just, you know, got me again. When you knocked it on the front edge of that green, we all expected you to be able to two-putt that. What did happen on there when you three-putted that? Yeah, I, the thing is, it's there's a huge, huge mound right in the middle of it, and I thought I played it high enough, and it just, you know, I mean, I did. It just wasn't as fast as I thought. I mean, it almost was easier from... Uh, farther right where you didn't have that big ridge to deal with than you are right on line. Here's the good news. And, and I, again, I, I don't want to, to, to diminish the fact that what Patrick Reed did, particularly in those conditions, to close the gap and work his way into a playoff was, I thought, was spectacular. I, I think, 
you know, I know all the all the the images that Patrick Reed has and what happened at the Hero and all the rest. But I think in the balance of things, Patrick Reed is good for the PGA Tour because you need people that you cheer for, and there's a lot of people that like Patrick Reed. They like that he is an iconoclast. They like the fact that he is controversial. They like the fact that he's willing to go it alone in so many different ways. So it makes it fun. That's what that's part of what made that playoff so much fun. The fun doesn't end. This week it's the Sony Open, also in Hawaii. They move over to the Big Island. Very different golf course. Very flat by comparison to where they were. And the coverage of the same, we have it for you in Golf Channel, Thursday through Saturday from 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and that will be our coverage of the Sony Open, so you can catch it all week on Golf Channel. I'll also pass along as the week progresses, too, how you can consume your golf in any other way, which includes... PGA Tour Radio as well, which we thank the guys for always being a part of the Fairways of Life show. And thank you to all of you for being a part of the Fairways of Life show. Exciting first day here at this PGA Tour Superstore Training Summit. I cannot wait to see the new products. I haven't seen any of it. None of it. I haven't seen TaylorMade's new driver. I haven't seen Callaway's Maverick. I haven't seen any of it. That's going to change in just minutes from now have a great monday folks we'll be back right here again live at 8 a.m eastern time tomorrow morning in the main lobby of the lodge here at the stream song resort remember if you want to be a part of the wicked epic kegabash 4 be sure to log on to streamsongresort.com slash matt adams or just visit fairways of life and all the information will be there have a great day back with you again tomorrow bye for now